<laughs> do what? I said, we'll try to not be boring. <laughs> I hope not. Like that's, <laughs> isn't that like the whole point of what you guys do in the shop is to like not be boring. That is our goal. <laughs> do you succeed? I think so, so far. So, <laughs> so far. So, what, like, what is, like, is it, is it a thrift store or is it like a collectible goods store? Um, kind of a little of both. We try to have collectible goods at a little bit cheaper of prices than a lot of things are typically for collectible goods. And we try to achieve that by finding things at a little bit of a better deal and, and not charging too much more for <laughs> yeah, them. That's so. reasonable. So. What, what, what are you poking for? Oh, he she just, just said, like, uncross your arms. He was like, yes, yes, oh, let yes. Oh, let it be stiff and uncomfortable for the whole time. <laughs> just let it roll. <laughs> Is this how you've always been, whether he's been in a band or on stage yeah. doing comedy? Just yeah. like, real fucking lax, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, she is not a normally a, a stage watcher. Not normally. normally. But today, you know. You got to put your brand manager hat on. Yeah, exactly. I've got my brand manager hat on. <laughs> I'm the hype woman for Electric Larry, so I got to make sure he's all hype and no. Larry? Larry. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Why isn't it Electric Randall's? So Electric Larry is a character from a movie, okay. uh, and I actually, the last band I was in was also named Electric Larry. Copyright infringement. You know what? You can't copyright a character. That's, I already checked. And we got approval uh, from the band members. And we got approval from the band members. All right, so. fair enough. But um, no, it was just, uh, we were just trying to come up with a good name, and it was good alliteration, and we joked around about, and having like a whole mythology about Larry who finds this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and we're not really following through with that too much. Like people know that I'm actually the owner instead of like this mysterious <laughs> fake guy named Larry, but I mean, it's still fun though. Like the lore of Larry. Exactly. Like, I, yeah. I'd write into yeah. that. And we refer to like stuff that comes in the store. We refer to it. Larry dropped it off, but it may have been something I bought. It may have been something somebody sold in the store. Like he also gives us somebody to blame if like somebody <laughs> doesn't like our policy. Sorry. You can talk to Larry about yeah. it. <laughs> but Sorry, man. You got to put your mask on. Larry's uh, Larry's immunocompromised. It's yeah. just <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Larry's gonna fire me. <laughs> no, we actually took a pretty firm stance on masks at masks even before the uh, the new orders came through for the governor. Like, oh, yeah. Obviously, everyone had to wear them, but like I think our sign says, "Mask required by law and human decency." So, <laughs> yeah. Because it is actually in Carbondale, the law and human decency. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Well, let's do the old click over here. And uh, yeah, we're actually here with a couple decent humans for episode 13 of the WTF Carbondale podcast, the podcast where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives and wrap it all together, talking about this place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois. And I'm excited to have these folks uh, here to talk for this episode because they are new to our little home, Megan and Randall Majors of electric larry's <laughs> that's our names so how did you get that's our names God damn, you, oh man now now like now i almost feel like i know that tyler wasn't the person that he was until you got a hold oh, of him. oh he was a magical individual when i met him so <laughs> yeah. i can't take any credit for but it, he's in cape so. Girardeau, and this isn't wtf cape Girardeau. this, this is, is wtf carbondale so he gets his own We'll do our own media production with him at a later <laughs> point in time. But so how did you guys get to Carbondale, where you've only been since March? Um, <laughs> well, we got an opportunity to work remotely at our um, at our jobs back in January, and we started looking for a house uh, in this area. I have uh, children from a previous marriage who mm -hmm. live in Cape Girardeau, 
and honestly, we were looking for someplace closer to them, but that fit a lot of the needs and things we were used to having in a city, like, you know, fun bars and places to go and things to do. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more of that in Carbondale than there is in other cities in the surrounding area. So Carbondale was like a go-to for us. And honestly, the culture of the town just is a really good fit for us. Like Louisville's kind of a very, which is where we were living immediately before. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a very like weird party kind of city. And Mm -hmm. so is Carbondale. So it's like a more natural fit for us. Good. Good. Did you did you rubber stamp this whole? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I made her visit a couple of times beforehand. Uh, yeah, we visited. You know, we thought about moving. You know, out in the country to one of the smaller towns, and we just kind of looked at, you know, the people that are here and the culture and our the amenities that are here, and decided that it would be more natural transition. And then we also need high speed internet, which mm-hmm. you can't get out in the country in a lot of places. So you mean HughesNet ain't gonna fit the bill on this one? <laughs> Sorry, not, what a shame. Not for my you know eight hours a day marketing job. So uh, that's cool. That's cool. And I mean, this is I I love you know this is this is a the you know I I, I like doing these podcasts where I'm talking to folks I've never met before. So you guys fit the bill on that one. And then you're the first duo that I've gotten to interview for the podcast, Ooh, which fancy. is pretty cool. Uh, it works out well. Cause you guys have been, you know, obviously quarantined with each other. So yeah, we, gonna... <laughs> we have spent a lot of time together. <laughs> More time than we ever thought we would spend together in a, the short amount of time. Yeah. But we moved here two weeks before like all the restrictions took place. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we had like two weeks of normalcy and going out and doing things and then immediately, like, just like locked ourselves in our house for the next three months. So. <laughs> where are you? Where are you guys living at in town? Uh, we live over uh, over on Pecan Street, like over by the hospital. Ah, Pecan. Yeah. You even pronounce it fully. You know, Pecan. <laughs> pecan. Pecan. Pecan Street. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, new new homeowners in yeah. Carbondale. Also a big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's a. If you're looking to buy a home and like you have a remote job, this Carbondale's a wonderful opportunity. Yeah. Like th- we got a house that would have easily cost us four times as much where we were living before. I like, know. Yeah. Uh, and we got a great house for the the price, and we're pretty happy. Yeah. So. No, and that's I you know not that I paid you guys to say this or anything, but I mean this is what I'm like trying to push on people. Yeah. Like man, like housing is inexpensive here yeah you've got really affordable housing good internet access you have an amtrak station you have an organic grocery like this is the the hipster dream like small town to move to <laughs> it really <so>. is <laughs> uh, thank you co-op <laughs> if it wasn't for you and your parking lot full of subarus we wouldn't be nearly as appealing as a community hey <laughs> yeah Every little bit helps. Uh, so I mean, you so you guys are like working re- remotely and all that. So obviously you're able to like front the bills on a mm-hmm. on a business and all that. But like, was was the business? I mean, were you like, oh yeah, like we want to we want to open up a business in addition to do all our remote work, or were oh. you just like, I got too much crap in my house and it's got to go somewhere else. Let's open a store. I mean, that was definitely a factor from her end. Uh, I got laid off back in July mm-hmm. uh, from my remote job. She got to keep hers, thankfully, uh, and got a severance package and kind of just thought to ourselves, you know, definitely in relative in relation to the pandemic, just that uh, life's too short. Like, I've mm-hmm. wanted to do something like this. I used to manage the Hastings in Cape Girardeau when I oh, lived there cool. uh, for a good four or five years. And I've always liked working with people. And it was some of the happiest times of my life was going in and selling people movies and books and stuff like that. And I know a lot about those kind of things. And so I just decided to 
to go for it and start a store around it. That's cool. Yeah, he wasn't happy in his job and decided no. like to not go back to another corporate America job and yeah. you know do this instead, and he's a lot happier. Good, so. yeah. good. Well, and he's got you know he's got somebody that can uh, yeah. be his be his sugar partner. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> sugar mama pays the bills uh, yeah. until the uh, the store starts bringing in some more money. So. Yeah. Well, and it's arguably just I mean the cost of living in general here very reasonable. Yeah. Like very very reasonable. Um, we I think we looked into it beforehand and before opening the store and like worst case scenario like we could live off of her income so it was a a great city to to try to do something like this in. Dope. Um, Dope. Well, and that's I mean it's what it's what the the eclectic shit in the mix of the the bar and restaurant scene yeah. is what makes any sort of like downtown like entertainment district like. It. Absolutely, yeah. Like um, St. Louis, you know, you have like Del Mar, the mm -hmm. Loop. Like it's it's a combination of like bars, nightclubs, and weird stores. Louisville has its own like area, Bardstown Road. It's famous for its con collection of bars mm -hmm. and, and and weird shops. And like that's something that Carbondale we saw definitely a hole in the market for it because we've got plenty of bars and we've got a few weird shops, but like mm -hmm. we could always use more. Yeah, so. and it takes one of you guys to like get more of it going exactly you have to have individuals to make an effort so. have you have you shopped around at some of our other places like i mean I, the thing that just sticks out in my mind is scott thorne and, and castle perilous which oh, is a completely different i am a long-term customer of castle perilous like even all the time i lived in cape Girardeau, mm -hmm. i would come up at least once a month to go shop there and and over the years even when living in louisville we would make our way through carbondale just to go there even though it was a good like 30, 45 minutes out of the way. Because wow. I love Castle Perilous. Big shout out to them. They're amazing. Yeah, so. uh, I would say a large, or at least a good chunk of our personal game collection, like board games. We collect mm -hmm. board games. I think we have like over 400 in our yeah. house right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but a good chunk of those probably were bought at Castle Perilous, yeah. honestly. So, that's neat. Definitely yeah. give them a lot of love. And there's a lot of other cool shops in town. There's, you know, the, the Plaza Records. I've been going there off mm -hmm. and on for years. Campus Comics, Mike's Music. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, really good independent shops here yeah no and it's it, just a drive-by and see it's it's like its own little movie like that little block there that is campus comics yeah. plaza records mike's music is honestly just... if there was an opening there i would have loved to have gotten in because <laughs> i feel like a lot of our crowd was already coming there so, uh -huh. no no i mean you're you're and it's it's you just barely missed it because that head shop was only a couple months before you yeah. guys were <laughs> yeah we watched that opening up so. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. And then like, so, so Megan for on, on your end of things as a, as a marketer, right. And something that drew me in to y'all was like, okay, cool. Well, you, you put out a brand like a camera ready brand from the get go. Most people that are getting into business don't do that. And to have not had, you know, a big base of, you know, we've lived here forever and know a bunch of people going into this, you created a buzz around the business. <laughs> like, Pro. <laughs> Where, where's it come from? Um, well, I've learned a lot at my current job. You know, I'm in paid search. I do a lot of digital marketing mm -hmm. um, in general. But, you know, we sat down and we did our due diligence. Like, we wrote out a marketing plan. We came up with a personality for the store. We came up with, like, our target market that we're looking for, uh -huh. our personas, you know. And, um, you know, that's what it takes. It takes planning and then mm -hmm. also following through on the plan. I should so. say a lot of the coming up with the personality, though, a lot of it's just us naturally. Like, we're yeah. kind of goofy people, and 
and we just try to have fun with it. So like we wanted a store that like reflected our internal personality. Yeah, it's so. a lot of stuff we already know. Like we know board games really well. Like he knows all the um, comics and stuff really well. Like all the Marvel and DC stuff and. Yeah, it's both pretty well read. So we have a lot of like we sell a lot of books in the store and mm -hmm. we're both, you know, big book aficionados and, and movies, too. And we sell a lot of those. And I'm a musician, so music and stuff, too. So we have a business partner um, out of Cape who uh, owns a small portion of the business as well. Mm -hmm. And he is an artist. So he kind of helped oh. us like um, learn a little bit more about like art display and mm -hmm. stuff that we might want to get. Um, for that as well because one of the things we do in the store is we we do local artists on consignment mm -hmm. uh, we try to do really favorable rates way more favorable than most galleries yeah uh, so that we can give local artists a chance to get their stuff out there and hopefully make some sales so oh, that's cool well I gotta, I gotta get you guys hooked up uh, one of the folks that I've got on the on the line for for interviews here Cree and Marquez who have a project human X I don't know if you've met them or have seen their business at all yeah, but they they have a they do an art gallery and they do like the paint and sip nights. Yeah, we actually do them. know them. We're actually working with them on something already. Phenomenal. Well, we uh, I had reached out to you them. I haven't to heard. I have not heard back yet. So we are not officially working with <laughs> That's them. That's okay. On something, I, I have but. a feeling that by by half an hour after this interview, <laughs> there may be uh, some crossover, some connection. Cool. So I'll explain that one later when we're not on camera. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've I've got them I've got them nearly coming in to to do a <laughs> to, to do a podcast gotcha. as nice. well. So, um, but, but I mean, and that, and that type of collaboration I think is going to be something that that yields like if not growth at least visibility, right? And it's not always about well, how do we grow these businesses to be big and blah blah blah. It's like how do we just live? And yeah, be exactly. Cool? I mean, my thing is, is I don't want to come across as because this is not my intention. I don't want to come across as like the guy coming in from out of town to like just take from a community. So I want to try to give back as much as I can immediately. Mm -hmm. So like we've been trying really hard to, to provide, you know, a space for local artists to put their, their art up where we've reached out and we haven't gotten any. We've only gotten one so far local musicians to like sell their albums and stuff if they've got CDs yeah. or cassettes or whatever they've printed them on these days. Uh and like we just want to help people out because yeah. I've been a struggling artist before from the music perspective side of things. What do you mean how... before? Well, I guess I guess I am. <laughs> I'm just not currently in a band. From right the now. before, before. Yeah, in the before, before. <laughs> before the apocalypse. Uh, no, but uh, it's just tough to go out there and like put yourself out there and 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 not have an audience. Mm -hmm. So I try to help any way I can. We'd so. really like to get to the point where like you know people know us as the place to go to like see the art and the creativity mm -hmm. in this community. Like there's so many creative people here. There's so much talent. And like, I don't see a lot of that on display places, mm -hmm. which it could be me like not knowing, but you know, we really want anybody to be able to come and like show their art or sell their soap mm -hmm. or, you know, sell their music that they made because there's like a lot of talent and we want to show it off. Well, on the other side of it, you guys did just get here in March, right when everything literally snapped. That's true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, you know, we we will we will get y'all a brisk of <laughs> uh, of everything that uh, that is happening. And in, in fact, I mean, as as I listen to you talk, I just think of uh, you know the the folks along the strip that are that are doing things that can tie into you know a, a much bigger collaborative effort. And um, you know, from from what um, Korea Marquez 
Um, I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I'm going to be a real asshole if I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'm an asshole either way. But the um, <laughs> so there, there's that. Then there's you guys, um, uh, JP Byler, who's a tattoo artist right here at the corner. Um, We're actually with, familiar with him. He was our very first customer. Very good. Yeah, I saw he, what he posted out there. It was like a... Oh, it was some sort of figurine. Was it a Hulk? Was it, it a, was a, a zombie? zombie Buzz and yeah. Woody? There you uh, go. They were. Uh, we actually those were one of the artists we're working with. Doug Aller out of Paducah, Kentucky, uh-huh. uh, brought that in to sell, and we posted it online. And he had expressed interest in buying it even before we were open. So he came in literally as soon as we opened and bought it, so, which was great. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, Doug Aller. He uh, he has a shop down in Paducah called Aller's Oddities, uh-huh. but he basically takes like he repurposes old toys and dolls and figurines and makes them like horror art like Uh creepy we have this like creepy porcelain doll that's now like a zombie in our store and (laughs) just like it's it's really cool stuff that's neat. I hate horror stuff. I will, oh, I will close my eyes when I'm looking around that portion of the store. It's it's front and center, so you're gonna have to come in like with your eyes closed. No, I'm gonna but... have to come in with my wife and let her hold my hand because yeah. she loves that shit and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a big fan of it. I obviously love horror movies, and although Jaws is a little bit less of a horror movie, yeah, it's supposed to still scare you though, yeah. right? So. <laughs> the, uh, but no, I mean, so so just you know, getting getting tied in that. I mean, it's. You're 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 part of a a bigger effort, whether you may or may not realize it yet, yeah. which is a really good thing. And you know, yeah. you guys have a nice cheap little spot there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, you'll you'll come to find out as landlord lord relationships develop or don't develop. So keep your uh, uh, keep your ear to the ground. Yeah, ear to the ground, always and forever. But enjoy the enjoy the four hundred bucks a month or whatever you're paying right now <laughs> yeah. in rent because. Yeah, it's pretty manageable. As, as I, I, yeah, the 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 real what's the word I'm looking for the the real world on the ground reality of uh, commercial real estate is a terrifying and frightening thing. Yep. So, but we're actually hoping to by the end of this year get enough earn enough from the store to buy like a permanent location that's going to be like a building we own. That's so. a it's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. I'm hoping to. So. Rent's paid until August 2021. So, so we're thinking that Oh, maybe... so you guys are like Yeah, yeah we're tell in. Tell people that shit, man. Yeah, we're yeah. in, man. Yeah, yeah. tell tell yeah. people like I if there's a marketing piece like, "Hey guys, our rent's paid till 2021." Like, come in and browse and shop yeah. and look around, but don't feel compelled to buy something now if <laughs> unless you like aren't ready for it to go away. Like, cause it could go at any point in time, but like, if you come, you're going to come back in three months and we're going to have just as much cool stuff for you to buy too. Don't yeah. freak out that we're going to be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. I like that. <laughs> I I'll like work that, that in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was a little, <laughs> little babbly. Got to do a little there. business. Um, no, no, I, I, I dig that. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the business side of stuff. How let's, let's talk about y'all as, as people. All right. All right. I got the, I got the, okay. I got the plug in and I'm sure we'll come back to the business by, by all means. But uh, how did y'all meet? This is, you're, you're my first duo interview. Um, so I got to ask that question. So, uh, our best friends are brother and sister, which is like super cute, but he didn't, we didn't live in the same town for, you know, so, a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. My, uh, I went to Murray State University uh, many years ago and met a good friend and kept up being friends and visiting him from time to time. And mm-hmm. he lived in Louisville. Uh, and I had gotten laid off from a previous job when I lived in Cape Girardeau and moved to Louisville. 
And Why are you always getting fired, Randall? <laughs> I've never it's gotten fired. Off. I've only gotten laid <laughs> off due to economic downturns. All right, that, those, those are both. 2008 that's, that's was a bad time for the economy. <laughs> and I got laid off then uh, and then kind of kept it going in Cape for a little while after that, but had to move eventually. And then, you know. The recent oh, no. pandemic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were like, and then, you know, Megan came into my life. <laughs> like, I thought that was what that one was. No, no, I was thinking of the pandemic, and then the pandemic happened. And so, you know, I've had um, gotten laid off in every big economic downturn so far of my adult life. That's probably leads to a lot of my beliefs. <laughs> so. But yeah, so he moved to town and then. Uh, I would say two or three months later, he accompanied his his best friend, who is my best friend's older brother, mm-hmm. um, to your graduation. To my party. graduation from undergrad yeah. party at a bar. So, yep. and then we got kicked out of the bar. Yeah, that for, night I started a chant. Yeah, he started a chant. They didn't like the chant. Yeah, they warned us about chanting, and then we got. <laughs> And what then we was got, the chant anyway? It was like well, we can't. It was like Megan, Megan. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, because yeah. I just graduated. It was a graduation party. So then they came and warned us about the Megan chant, and then <laughs> we got drunk. You know, we're just carrying on. We have a rowdy crew, and then we were like, yeah, let's go to Groucho's, which is this karaoke bar. So the entire crew was like Groucho's, Groucho's. <laughs> so they really did not like us chanting the name of a different bar <laughs> and came and kicked us out yeah. so and then about two weeks later i asked her out on a date and we started dating pretty quickly after that and yeah. got married a few years later so our first date we also were at we used to do a lot of heavy drinking back in the beginning of our relationship is, which is we do not do anymore city but uh <laughs> we the first night that we went out, we ended up conga lining out oh, of the yes. bar. It was the karaoke, same karaoke bar. But yeah, it was like one of the most yeah. epic first dates ever. So Yeah, it was a good but, date. Yeah. We <laughs> planned it in advance. We we closed out our tabs. Our friend Natalie put in the banana boat song and at the end of it we all conga lined out with her in the lead. So I like you guys. Thanks. <laughs> a lot. Like, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I've almost got tears in my eyes. Like, it's so cute. It's just so freaking cute. Like, honestly, uh, we we are a sickeningly cute couple. Yeah. yeah. It's we're, like, honestly, like a lot of people like say like their spouse is their best friend. We really didn't have a problem like shutting ourselves off for six months during the <laughs> pandemic. Like we got along great. We played a bunch of board and video games together and just like hung out. Nice. We saw just each other for like three at least three months yeah. and we still really liked each other. So yeah. it's pretty fantastic. So. Oh man. And the smile will say it all. Like yeah. you guys just, just watching you talk like <laughs> the, the edges of the mouths are just yeah. <laughs> etching up a little bit. So you, so you went to, you went to uh, college in Mobile, Alabama, Murray you, state. Oh, Murray, not too far from here, but you, did you say mobile? No, I said Murray. Okay. I said Louisville. Louisville. It okay. could have been my Kentucky accent. I don't know. I just, yeah, I think I, I literally only heard the Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to say it when you're from Louisville. It's true. So, uh, so, so you went. So you went to Louisville. Yeah. Okay. And so, what? 
when were you guys, when you were in Cape Girardeau, you did not know each other at that point. So it's funny that you mentioned it. We actually figured out later that we met each other about five times previous to us actually meeting each other. <laughs> but all of them were kind of just the situation. Oh, here's my friend Megan. Hi, nice to meet you person. I'll never meet again. Yeah. Uh, but because no, he didn't, didn't live there at the time, yeah. you know, I would just come into town like, you know, every six months or so and binge drink with my friends and. And then the Halloween before we got together, we met in costume. Oh, yeah. I was like in a lot of like makeup and like a wig and stuff. And he was a beastie boy. Particularly one from the sabotage video. Yeah. (laughs) But it was costume. So, you know, didn't I was unrecognizable. So, so could it could end up a Revenge of the Nerds? Scenario. <laughs> Hopefully, with less questionable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I forget the I forget the lack of consent part. I love like, that really, movie. But yeah, my, yeah, my. But going back and watching it as an adult, it's a cringe fest. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, you're you're right. That's kind of not acceptable. Period. Dot com. Um, so so I was getting around to the college questions because I was going to jump back to um, Castle Perilous mm-hmm. because Scott, who owns Castle Perilous, I don't know if you guys know this or not, is a marketing professor at SEMO. I did nice. not know that. Yeah. I uh, I did most of my undergrad at Murray State, but I did finish my degree at SEMO, so I also went there. Because so. well, you were like, hey, let me pay for college a bunch and then make that degree less valuable. No, I'm just That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little SIU SEMO I mean, rivalry. No big deal. No oh, big deal. trust me. My degree has been worthless my whole life. I have a degree <laughs> in a, a, a double major of radio, television, production, and history. And I've my adult career. I've either worked retail or in IT, so <laughs> never have used my degree. <laughs> so. Well, I uh, I'm even more excited to hear that like you've got that some some of that RT background because uh, you know everybody that I bump into, I'm volunteering them for a bigger awesome project that they don't know about yet mm. called Creator Dale. But um, We'll get into that in a yeah, more private Keep, me in, no, keep well, me in mind. I'm happy to help with things yeah, like that. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, my, my, my thought here is just get get a hundred interesting people that are creators doing their own thing, and then like all mash it all together as one bigger story, and just like let people tell the story of interacting with one another, and like oh, having good. a retail front that could do a similar thing. That's got somebody who's got an RT background and somebody who's a proper marketer that happened to be. In love with each other yes. and well connected. Gross. I just I had to I had to censor myself from saying anything more grotesque because, in <laughs> um, the, um, you know, like like this is the type of skill set that's Apple here. Like you can find people that are doing interesting stuff, great, but finding people that are doing interesting stuff and have the ability to document it and then take that documentation and weave it into a broader story, that's not as easy to find. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Finding people who are creative and have the time and, and passion is all is difficult in general, but yeah, definitely finding for like that niche has got to be difficult. Yep. No, sorry. Did the stupid thing of looking at my phone while trying to do this podcast to make sure that I didn't miss something that was seemingly important. And now I just lost my train of thought. Shame on me. Bad podcast host. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay. We'll forgive you. This time, I appreciate so. you. I appreciate you for that. I needed that. Blessed in, blessed in the bubbly water. <laughs> Three shakes and a Hail Mary. Oh, it's um, empty now, so. <laughs> there is no redemption. <laughs> so um, have you guys, have you guys like explored anything out, like done any stuff that's, you know, you could do without there being the quarantine in place? Like any parks oh, or absolutely. any other stuff? 
we're big kayakers. Oh uh, yeah. And so okay. that was also a motivation in moving here is all the wonderful lakes and stuff around. Yeah. So we spent just about every day off and weekend over the summer, like adult, you know, one of the many beautiful, gorgeous lakes, crab orchard and devil's kitchen and grassy. We've been there just about all of them now. So I've done a lot of hiking. Like the hiking around here is amazing. So I feel like people don't realize what a gym it is, you know, just like the natural beauty around here. It's yeah. so awesome. Very true. It reminds me, I don't know if you've ever been to Red River Gorge in Kentucky, but not. it's it's kind of a little bit like that, but mm -hmm. it's it's probably the most gorgeous place in Kentucky. So if you ever visit, you got to go. It's like in the foothills of the Appalachians. So. Yeah. Is that like eastern Kentucky? Yeah. More so than yeah, Kentucky? central eastern. Yeah. Okay. Like near eastern Kentucky, but more in the center. Like you can hear the hill people, but you can't see the exactly. hill people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a good place to be. <laughs> like the safest place to be. Yeah. You can't uh, see the the hill people, but you can smell their meth. Yeah, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> that's not a banjo. That's just the meth head flossing his teeth with a guitar <laughs> string. <laughs> um, God, that image in my head hurts right now. Like I've got my ah, uh, it's like headache inducing. Uh, not that I don't have enough of them already. You guys are kayakers. Have you been to Shawnee Hills? outfitters yet right next to quattro um i went in there before i lived here but okay. i haven't been in there post pandemic cool. so no you can rick's rick's a good guy to go just shoot the shit with and yeah. like whatever i mean it's that he's been in that spot for 30 40 years something like that at this point just chilling and if you're looking for anybody that knows how to run a uh in a a, a packed full retail spot on a shoestring margin and and operating budget like i'm sure he's got all sorts of tricks of the trade that he could share with you about glad to talk being to in business in downtown carbondale so yeah. and uh no it's a really cool store uh, like i said i've been in there but not since we moved so before before, before toe shoes were cool probably <laughs> lame whatever didn't even have a pair of toe shoes no that's <laughs> um Let's see where I want to go here next. Now, now you get I'm, I'm I'm all into this like friendly conversation that I'm less on like the podcasty like, you know, ah, let's let's get more about you guys. And just like, oh, man, we're hanging out now. Like, good. Um, Got you off guard. Yeah, that's it. You do. Now we're going to turn it around. <laughs> oh, you guys are going to ask me. And questions. It's going to yeah. be a hard hitting uh -huh. interview. Tell us about this podcast. Like what made you decide to start it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what's your I, uh, story? You know, <laughs> so the the whole the whole thing I've been I've been thinking about the podcast for like two years, and it's like there there are so many stories that just don't get highlighted, and so many like really interesting people in this place. It's like there needs to, like I need to catalog this, and it's like I don't want to sit there and like write and tell individual stories and like okay cool we can go read a book of stories. It's like why not just make a living breathing like documentation of the people that are here now and the people that will be here later so that you know people will always know like what the spirit of this town is and that is the people that exist in space here so yeah i mean that's really the 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 story behind the individual and how the individual um really affects the culture of the whole as uh, what drew me in to do this cool great answer by the way yeah yeah for did putting you it on that, the spot, like, you did fantastic. I think he had it written down somewhere. He may have. He yeah. may have. Well, yeah, it written yeah. down in my brain. He had the elevator pitch all ready to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm always walking around with an elevator pitch in my pocket. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. you got, got to sell them on it, man. You don't know what it is until you have to sell them on it, but you got to be ready to sell them on it. Yeah. Uh, so what's... um. 
back on the back on the store stuff because uh, that's an easy fallback question. And <laughs> the um, you know what have you guys had any like? Well, first off, how long have you been open for at this point? Like, um, I didn't even ask that question. Like, it'll be a week tomorrow. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't even realize it had only been a week. Yeah, you we got opened in last early. Wednesday. Okay. So. Um, the uh, have you had any? like really interesting interactions with people yet. I mean, we've had some really cool interactions. I had one interaction that threw me for a loop because I heard someone say something I never thought I would hear another human being say. They were talking about Van Halen and they said, never really liked the David Lee Roth Van Halen, but once they got Sammy Hagar, ooh, that music went to the next level. And that is one thing I never thought I would hear a human being say. So... I don't know music that well. So I can't comment. <laughs> Generally speaking, the the replacement lead singer of Van Halen is universally hated uh, okay. by people. So, was Van Halen the the lead singer of his own band, or was he just was he the guitarist? He was the, the guitarist. Was the, yeah. the name, he the just passed away actually like a week ago. Oh, I, I did pick up that part. Yeah. So I, I did understand that context gotcha. to the yeah. <laughs> to the story, but. Um, we have found like a lot of really cool stuff too. Like we've had people bring in some really interesting stuff. Like uh -huh. I just had somebody bring in as a comedy person, you may know what's up with these and enjoy them, but we just got in like a huge collection of national lampoons magazines, which yeah. is like, we're all of like, you know, your people from like, who wrote for like Saturday night live and mm -hmm. all of like the, the great movies of the early eighties all cut their teeth on comedy. And mm -hmm. so I'm really excited to like look through them and sell them eventually. That's phenomenal. <laughs> After I read all 200 of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are you guys are big readers as well like i mean do you do you do writing as well or are you guys just mainly readers you got real happy of that. i i used to write for a uh, sketch comedy uh performance group in louisville uh and i've also write a lot of non-fiction type stuff but not like i don't write a lot of fiction i nice. write humor but this interview isn't only about you randall yeah. so yeah um. <laughs> it's true <laughs> <laughs> I don't write either, so he answered for both there of us. Go. But uh, yeah, I do a lot of reading. Okay. Um, I, I'm wearing my Kurt Vonnegut shirt right now, actually. So favorite author. Nice. But what kind of books do you like? I uh, I like news. I read news. I don't. That's I'm not good. like uh, I, you know. I'm just not like I don't sit down and, like read a novel or you know read like a like a book. Like I I, I like to read you know, stuff from old politicians or whatever, or, or current, you know, again, current news. But as far as like reading, like my wife or my kids read, I'm just not, not there. Even when I was a little girl, I had like a book in my hand, like every meal, I would never talk to my family. I just like read the whole time. So I think that's how I got like socially awkward, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I can know that, uh, that, uh, Peyton, our daughter is gonna, um, uh, is going to turn out just fine then because that's the issue that we have. It's like, I literally have to be like, I really appreciate that you read all of the time, but you need to put the book down and eat your macaroni and cheese. Like yeah. you're at the dinner table, quit trying to hide your book. Yep. I got socially awkward the old fashioned way. I just played a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. That's good. So, so you would have, I mean, if you've been swinging by for Castle Perilous for some time, would you have seen Castle Perilous when it was in the upstairs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, loved the, even back then, like it was like much smaller space, but it was very cramped in. And yeah. then they moved over here. It was a, a lot better shopping experience, but still a great store. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, shucks. 
Wow, I'm really dropping the ball this go around, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. I don't know where I'm at a at such a loss for conversation on, but shame on me. It's having yeah. the two guests. It's just throwing off your mojo. Yeah. Well, I, I keep trying to bounce back and like feel like 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 making sure that I'm getting Megan in the conversation, so it's not just the Randall show. <laughs> but we are going to film the Randall show in like two months, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Right. But it's actually going to be the Randall show. It's not going to be Randall's own episode of WTF. Oh, uh, okay. So. Cool. All right. That's Down. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to write your own jingle though. That's fine. I'm a musician. He's already I got, got one, probably. <laughs> Put it together. Put this it together on the spot. Pitch. Yeah, I can pound something out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Randall show. It's the Randall show. There we go. Yeah. It is clearly the Randall show. <laughs> <laughs> um where's uh where's been your favorite place to kayak thus far? Oh, probably Devil's Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, it's just like the water's so clear and beautiful and it's like crazy gorgeous out there and there's bald eagles everywhere and it's just like amazing. The only so. downside is you can't really get out and swim much because of all the trees in the water. It's like kind of dangerous. Mm. Or I'm sure people do it, but like You're I don't feel comfortable to. doing it. So, um, but yeah, Devil's Kitchen. And then where do we go? Oh, Lake Kincaid was pretty good. It was better than we thought it was. But we think be. it's better for a canoe because it has a lot of like uh, vegetation in the water. Yeah. So we feel like, you know, our kayak is like a sit on top. Uh-huh. So you just like get lake water all over yourself. So yeah. yeah. But I liked Lake Kincaid too. Yeah, it's really pretty. Nice. Yeah. How, how'd y'all like get into kayaking and canoeing and our whatever? friends uh, back in Louisville basically get together once at the beginning of every summer and do canoeing. We do a canoe trip down the Blue River in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time we did it, I think we had been dating for like two, two, three years. It was pretty maybe. early on. Yeah. And uh, we definitely almost broke up. Not really, but like <laughs> if you if you ever want to test your relationship, get in a canoe with your wife for the first time and do it when the water level and, is oh, yeah. really low. Yeah, um, we actually ended up switching partners with my best friend. So I got in the canoe with my best friend and made him get in with her husband. Mm-hmm. But the next year we went back and our relationship was much stronger and now we're pros. So, yeah. I'm a pretty dyslexic and it makes me have problems with like my right and my left. Uh-huh. And so between that and like having to get out and drag the canoe like every 30 yards because it was really low water level and then like you get back in and you flip it over. It was a terrible trip. The next year we came prepared. We figured out how to work with my weird brain to do directions. We started doing clock time, and then after that, we just became pros. And now we've been canoeing for like five, six years now. So yeah, bought a kayak last summer, and we love it. Honestly, yeah. that's cool. Because I can't comfortably drive a car with both my wife and myself, <laughs> and let alone drive pilot a kayak. <laughs> well, the good news is with a kayak, you can have a beer while you're doing it, so yeah. it's a lot more relaxed. You can't have a beer while you're driving. Not at Illinois. Uh, you got to go to Missouri for that, man. <laughs> that is the truth for it's... proper road study. Psych, your drink doesn't have anything in it anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> that was good, though. That was good. People, people can't keep. People can't quite tell, except for the fact that I just called it out because my head's over here like blocking your. Yeah, I got a drink <laughs> blocking right your here. soda. But seltzer water. I'm just not a. I'm shame on me for living in a living in a drinking town and not like really being a drinker. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, yeah, 21, 22, whatever, woohoo! But like now, I'm in the third. I mean, that's the same kind of way I am now. I will maybe go and get like a six pack of beer like every month, but 
not to the level I used to. I used to be like a six pack of beer every week. So I was a bartender before I was in marketing. So yeah, I was doing a lot of drinking <laughs> <laughs> for customer relations. Yeah. You know, Louisville bars are particularly intense, too, because they're open until okay. four in the morning. What? It sounded like you said mobile again. Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> That's the way it's pronounced to the locals. Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. But I don't know how I'm missing it, man. Like, Louisville. sorry. Louisville. Sorry that I'm going off on this Louisville. like it's a big thing. No, no. Uh, trust me. We're used to it. Like, people will come to visit and they'll be like, how did you say the name of the town? But, yeah. That's all the locals call it, and and I get it. Like I'm not, I I I no. If I'm talking to some of these guys from Louisville, like I'm talking, you know, I'm using that phrase. I'm not like yeah. Louisville, yeah, yeah, right. I'm not like Louisville Slugger, yeah. you know, whatever. But at the same time, I'm also not like Mobile Alabama. Like it's yeah, <laughs> I'm struggling with it. I'm struggling. No, with it's it. all it's our Kentucky accents. Yeah. So where were you guys? Were you guys both born in Kentucky or? Um, yeah, uh, I was born um, in Uniontown, Kentucky, which is a little tiny, tiny ass town uh, right across the river from Shawneetown, Illinois. So. And then I grew up in Owensboro, which is really only like half an hour away from Henderson. So yeah. nice. Which is where I near where I grew up. So. Cool. Yeah. So this is kind of like a nice anchor space. Like you can get to the kids, you can get to Kentucky family, but you're also not right there yep yeah. close enough to my family and kids that i can visit them far enough away from my ex-wife and kids that i don't have to deal with them so no not my kids but my family <laughs> yeah. i said kids but i meant my family my yeah. kids are great actually, so. <laughs> oh no that's good that's good i i can I but can no honestly carbondale is a really great town like i think a lot of people are are some of the people in the community i've talked to and met are like kind of down on things here mm-hmm and I think a lot of it's just it's easier to to say bad things about things than it is to try to make them better. Oh yeah, uh, and a lot of a lot of the things about this town are really great, and I think it just needs people to get excited about it again. Well, so. there the other another component to it is there's a lot of folks who are still uh, at the right age to understand the heydays of this place, and for somebody that was able to see it in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, even the early 2000s. They see it now and it's like it is nothing like the mass of people that it was then. Yeah. But as I as I always try and pitch folks on like now is your chance to redefine this place however you want to. Yeah. Like when a place doesn't have as many people, when its institutions are not as strong and influential and when there is a uh, sort of vehicle that's going to bring in fresh blood. Uh, and really, I think that vehicle is what you guys experience, which is housing, mm-hmm. right? That um, that you're poised for, you know, what is essentially a renaissance. Yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, that renaissance is led by Electric Larry. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't want to take too, you know, too much responsibility on my shoulders. Don't give me that. No, no. But. I'll take the responsibility. Don't worry. All right. When, <laughs> Mr. When, Carbondale is going to bring I, back the mojo. <laughs> I think Mr. Carbondale is a good way to phrase it. My, uh, my, my wife says something much more vulgar, vul- vulgar, um, much more vulgar um, about uh, how I feel about this town. But uh, she's absolutely correct. I do. Uh, I am passionately, romantically uh, in love with my <laughs> with my city uh, to the point that it occupies uh, one of my one of my valves in my heart. 
That's right. great, honestly. Like we're we're right there with you. Like we haven't lived here very long, but like we really love this town. And so. you're stuck now. Definitely. Yeah. So you and honestly, your Facebook group, like WTF Carbondale, like that helped us get to know the people and like connect us with um, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And then we also get to like sit back and watch the crazy shit show that happens sometimes, it's which is fine. Hoot. It's so entertaining. Oh my God. I love so it. Okay. So this is fun. I am just going to pick up my phone and mess with this right now because I can and I'm going to and deal with it. So do, 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 do. Let me flip through here. Um, so the group, right? So my, I, uh, not that you asked, but you're, I'm going to tell you anyway. So the, <laughs> tell us about it, please. Because <laughs> you're right. Maybe the whole trick was flipping this around and you guys are now interviewing me. Um, the, the, the group I launched in January because it was like I just, I, I couldn't keep up with doing a bunch of fresh stuff on a Facebook page. And it was stale out, like, you know, a bunch of snarky pictures and statements and whatever it gets boring after a while. There needs to be more to it. There needs to be evolution to the brand. So that's where the group came in. Like, let the people guide the conversation. And now the conversation is, fuck you, Nathan Colombo. <laughs> oh, this is so funny. No, so like, somebody like just three hours ago makes a post like, I understand most decisions made by admins, but I am definitely confused why blah, 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 blah. You know, this doesn't seem inappropriate. Then I go in here and I read stuff like, oh, censorship is strong on this page. Um, let's see. Uh, so there's censorship is strong on this page. Um, somebody says, I didn't realize why, uh, but now I do because I know who it's run by. It's like, Ooh, Ooh personal attacks. Jab, jab. Um, oh, good old fashioned WTF admins in here. Uh, you know, and people are just like trying to, trying to hit me over the head with this stuff. Um, oh God. And then this little twerp who's like the kid of somebody who dated somebody that I, no, that's like, oh, if you want a group that's full of freedom and liberty, Carterville Connected, kiss my ass, Sam, <laughs> if you're out there and you're watching this podcast. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, no, so so the group the group has been awesome, though. Like, just, so for, for folks like yourselves, you're right. Like, it gives you insight into the people here. And if you're looking at it with a fresh perspective, obviously, you're not, you're not honing in on one component or not, or the other. You're able to see that in a run of 20 posts, all the different stuff that's going on and all the different types of personalities that exist here when you open up the comments section. Oh yeah. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of people being a lot of being a lot of themselves <laughs> in this place. Yeah, yeah. That's what we like though. Honestly, like I'd rather have a, a community where people will be different and speak their mind, even if I disagree with them. Yeah. Uh, just because like, that's, you know, what makes a town fun, honestly, like, yeah. I can tell you honestly, like live, having lived in Cape Girardeau, nobody wants to talk about anything personal. They no. they want to stay very closed off. It's not a very open community. It's because uh, the second tallest building in the town has Limbaugh's name on it. True. <laughs> <laughs> you look disgusted by that. <laughs> you just had like this look. Like, Ew. <laughs> Ew. Definitely one of the factors for why we didn't move there. So. Yeah. It's a town that produced Rush Limbaugh. I'm not moving there. Right. And it continues to produce Rush Limbaugh types. No, it the probably does, sadly. <laughs> but at least our kids are pretty open-minded. Yeah. So. Good. Good. And you guys are like me. You were, you're young parents. Or like parents that are, I mean, you're older now, but your, yeah. your kids are old enough that you're going to be like, you know, freedom parents. We're, we're in our 40s, and now the kids are 
Honestly, there's, a, there's an upside to that. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm a, I'm two years out from my youngest being an adult, and I feel pretty young myself. So, <laughs> I think that's a pretty pretty good space to be in. I'm only 33, so oh, okay. I would like to point that out. Oh, even even better! Now you really get to live the life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's not too far off. That's like what a five or six year difference. Yeah, yeah. For you guys, cool. And it's not like he was hanging out when you graduated from high school. He was hanging out when you graduated from college. So yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, that's good. Pretty sure yeah. he was like already married when I graduated, or yeah. maybe already I was divorced. Married. Yeah, I was already divorced when you graduated from yeah. high school, nice. but not hanging out at her high school. Hey, yeah, definitely <laughs> not. First marriage was just like some sandpaper to get the rough edges off, and I mean the the general thing I tell people is that I I married a pot smoking hippie and I divorced a Republican soccer mom, and I don't know what happened in between. So, <laughs> but that's why you don't get married before you're like thirty. So, that's good. I can buy into that concept. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a sneeze coming in. That's bad. Uh, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna have an awkward like silence while you find no, the sneeze? No, that was that was already it. You I, gotta look I, up I, at the light. It's yeah. a trick. I think that just makes you sneeze. Yeah, isn't that what you're wanting to do? Get it out of the way? No. Well, I mean, yes, but no. But he's like trying when, to... I, when I turned this way, it stopped, and then when I looked up at the lights, my headache started coming back. So oh, no, it's good. It's good. It's healthy. That's what I needed. That's <laughs> what the doctor said. The doctor was like, "Hey, you know what'll help that concussion? Looking directly into bright lights." <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be damned he was right yeah. the whole time yeah <laughs> oh my god oh my god I am um, the the comedy thing excites me too like we so we we've uh, uh, filmed a couple stand-up specials here in Carbondale like you know you know I'll, I'll introduce you guys to the comedians that we have here whenever yeah. things get back to being the point where we can have comedians congregating together. So in a couple of years, I'll get to yeah. share with you guys, uh, all these people that are here, but you know, it's just, it's, it's cool. And like, again, to have that crossover of like, you're already connected with the Cape Girardeau folks and you're already kind of tied into the Louisville scene and whatever. Yeah. It's like comedy in this little weird part of the Midwest, like is regional. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there's a thing going on. Yeah. There's definitely a thing. Like I've, you know, we I think we were talking about this before the podcast started. Dan Alton yeah. from Louisville's a good friend of ours. He's done shows here in Carbondale. He's done shows in Cape. Uh, we know other people who have like come through here and comedians and stuff. And do you know Do you know Jamal as well? Um, the name isn't ringing a bell, okay. but uh, Jamal Gardner. He's a he's a like one of his signature components is he he's a Kroger employee, which is I can't imagine its own thing like working at Louisville working in Louisville for Kroger in the home I of the corporate office. Do like, you know him actually now that okay. you mentioned the Kroger thing. Yeah, uh, I think I saw him do, um, we used to, I, we both used to work at a bar called Kaiju that does, uh, regular, uh, comedy performances. Kaiju. Yeah. Which means, which means, yeah. Okay. So Kaiju, I know Kaiju cause it's legendary to me just for Todd. Um, who's out of Paducah guy, Holloman. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's the, the, he's got the, he's the guy with the Twitters that, gets viral and stuff and uh he would always talk about going to kaiju to do shows like every now and then yeah yeah um so yeah uh we used to both work there she worked as a bartender i worked the door as like the backup door guy so i wasn't like there all the time like she was but i did work there uh and you know got to know a lot of the comedians and stuff did who worked there and did stand up there a few times but you know, there's a really fun scene there, and a lot of those guys come through here, and they come through to Cape, and we've helped house them. We're willing to house them at our house when they need to, yeah. and so. 
But oh, you guys, you guys are gonna have the comedian crash pad. I'm more than Is happy. You... Comedian and musician, honestly, yeah. we've already had musicians crash at our place. So. Well, and we, and we'll, we got to get you. We got to get you guys tied in with the musician scene as well. Oh, yeah, are you I'm... a music? Are you into music as well, Megan, or is he? I'm the... into music, but I do not play myself. Okay, not play yourself. Yeah. Sorry, I'm more of like to... a behind the scenes person, Good. honestly. Your string puller. Yeah. 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 She's my Svengali. She's uh, a. <laughs> she's my Colonel Tom Barker. To, to my Elvis. Yeah, I totally understand those references. <laughs> yeah, I don't either, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I think people close to 40 old. get those references, but people in their early 30s don't get those references. Uh, so early 30s. Yeah. How so about Malcolm McLaurin to my Sex Pistols? Do you guys get that? Does that work? Still, I was born in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even feel that old. Like, I was eight in 1989. <laughs> and yet still, that feels like yeah. you're fucking Crypt Keeper now. Yeah. Simply based on that. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I feel old a lot lately, and I think a lot of that is having an 18-year-old kid who, mm -hmm. like, tells me the way things are these days, and I'm just like, really? <laughs> yeah, they taught us phrases like, e-girl. Do you know what that is? Uh, it's the new emo, I guess, or like scene kid. But uh -huh. yeah, there, there's a new thing for that called e-girl or e-boy. Yeah. They taught us that. You know. Did not know. Just <laughs> stuff like that. Where I'm just like, now I'm like, uh, like we haven't reached the super young population yet, like the 18 to 20 year olds. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, do I need to get on TikTok? Like I'm going to have to have Jaden like teach me how to use uh. TikTok. <laughs> And then all your dad is going to belong to the Chinese. I'm like, there I know. Go. See, that's why I haven't gotten it yet. Right? Okay? Donald Trump's but made it's you like just going to be on my me. phone. I don't want to do it, but I also want our business to succeed. You know, it's capitalism is the main enemy here, I feel like. That's right. And you must participate in it to fight it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. awful world, man. Hey, I, uh, I ran, I, I will say this, we ran our business, we have one employee, and we gave them partial ownership of the company. So there you go. we're remaining true to our roots. Good, <laughs> yeah. good, good. Um, wait, so you, do you have an employee working for you now? He's a partial owner. He's a partial owner. owner. Uh, okay. Like I said, you know, we gave him a part of the company. He's just He comes in a couple of days a week. Uh, a lot of what we do requires not only running the shop, but also going out and finding things. Oh, okay. All right. And so it's have somebody to come in a few days a week to help out. That's a fun part of the conversation that I lagged on uh -oh. as I stumbled through the other parts. How do you guys find stuff? Like, what is... I so I have always been like a thrifter and a hunter. Like I go to yard sales, I go to thrift stores, I go to antique malls, I, I hunt Facebook Marketplace. He has a knack for like finding things yeah. at a cheap price. Yeah. And so I've just I've, over the years I've acquired a lot of stuff, but then also I've also met contacts who I know I can reasonably rely on to to touch base with them. And be like, hey, do you have books? You do awesome. This price, great. Yeah, uh, and just kind of collected, you know, both people and stuff until I could find a way to open a store and doing pretty good so far about finding things. So and from we, here on out, we're really wanting to do a lot of buybacks so anybody from the community can come in and bring their cool nerdy stuff to us and we'll tell them what we can pay for it or we'll give them store credit, trade it out for something that you do want. Yeah. Like you have something lying around that's just like taking up space that might fit our store, like bring it in. Yeah. A lot of what we do is like trying to find matchmakers for people's stuff, essentially. It's like, you know, somebody really likes comic books, 
they want to buy some comic books, but they're not really into their CDs. They have any more. Bring the CDs in, buy some comic books. We'll find somebody else who wants the CDs, and we'll get their movies from them, you know, and just we got a guy, circle of thrift. Yeah, we got a guy that, like, loves to buy. He's been in three times already yeah, in uh-huh. our first week, which is really awesome. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I got a bunch of He-Man toys I'm going to bring in next time. And then, like, the next day we had one of our customers be like, you ever find any He-Man toys? And so, so like, like, you know. Fingers crossed we can make this yeah. love connection. Yeah. So. <laughs> Circle of thrift is a really good phrase. Honestly. Um, and honestly, like, we I, – I like thrifting. Like, I, I – I consider myself a bit of an environmentalist. I like the idea of buying stuff used. I like the fact that it like keeps money in the local community instead of going off to factory some in some other country to buy stuff. I like the fact that like it keeps stuff out of the landfill. I like the fact that it keeps natural resources in the ground because it's repurposing stuff that's already there. Like it's really, you know, they talk about the three pillars are reduce, reuse and recycling Mm -hmm. and thrifting is reducing and reuse and recycling sometimes too. So it kind of like does a lot for without a big impact on your life. So I think what you're doing in that relationship building and being really the, um, you know, that, that bridge between folks is going to be a key component to your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I really, I, I really dig that. Like I, you know, having, having no real comprehension over the, the retail front that you guys are trying to, uh, that you guys are are running, you know, it's not until now that gears gears turn. I get that. You guys are American thrifters. That's that's kind of yeah. Uh, yeah, we actually watched a whole bunch of that show the yeah. other day. <laughs> like this is the next level. It's free on Pluto TV. So <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I see where you're going. Yeah, he here. gets kickbacks from Pluto for yeah. saying that on your podcast. That's uh, that's okay. Can I get that check from from you guys, Pluto? Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> nudge, nudge, and I'll take my ten percent. So yeah, I'm walking out of here with enough money to buy a stick of gum. Heck yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I and and really, you know, it, you know, I was talking about well, the the creative concept and finding people that fit into this mix and whatever else. Like, legitimately, what y'all are doing, going out there and finding stuff or or developing these relationships between people. I mean, you know, you're a mix of you know pickers and pawn stars, and and I I think that uh, I think it would be really cool if y'all uh, found a way to document it. So I'm pushing you that direction, just playing <laughs> that in your brain. If I was, uh, you know, if I was to say. Check mark. Now I only yeah. need ninety nine creators. That uh, number one would be. Uh, we can talk definitely. Majors thrift. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like I almost just said major thrift, but I was like I don't want to leave out the s and just say the name incorrectly. But yeah, I would have been fine with it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Um, now, so so you've had people like just come in. And ask for stuff, and then the other person. I just the he-man thing. So how do you facilitate a deal like that? Then, like, do you oh, just I mean, we will probably in that kind of situation, we'll probably buy the the he-man toys from the person directly because I'm you know you never know if the person who's looking for he-man toys are going to want the exact ones that yeah. we buy. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just a matter of we'll buy the stuff from them, and and personally, we try not to do too much of a markup on stuff. You mm-hmm. know, we try to make enough to live, but also keep it affordable for people. Yeah. Like. I, I, as a general rule of thumb, I try to buy stuff cheap enough that I can sell it about 20% or less than it is online. Yeah. So, and that's, I mean, that's not easy. Um, well, no, I'm sure maybe it it is easy. I don't know. It's, it it depends. Sometimes I, I can, you know, some things we sell in the store, we can't 
make that much money on, but we like to mm -hmm. sell them because we know people want them and it'll bring people in, like video games and video game systems. We buy pretty close to what we sell them for. We mm -hmm. might buy them for a few dollars less, but that's it. Other things like books and stuff, you know, we buy pretty cheaply and we sell pretty reasonably. So, yeah. and but we get a little bit better margin on them. So, you guys have any Beanie Babies? Funnily enough, we got, so when we were starting up the store, a lot of our friends gave us uh, some stuff to like help out with the store. And one of her old coworkers gave us a huge bag of Beanie Babies. And I just had these visions of people coming in trying to sell their Beanie Babies like, all the time. Oh, I can finally cash in on all those Beanie Babies with the cool font that's totally supposed to be worth something someday. But so, it's not. <laughs> we promptly put all the Beanie Babies in a bin with a sign that said one free friend per customer because we're not selling Beanie Babies. Yeah. So wanted that's... to let everyone know in advance we give them away. We don't want to buy them. Oh, that's my so God. Cool. You guys are gonna, you guys could just be the Beanie Baby dumping ground of Southern Illinois. If they want to give them away for free, we'll continue giving them to any kids or young adults who want a Beanie Baby. But we're not going to buy them. <laughs> that's, that's great, though. I love just the... Anyway... I, I have this conversation too often and too much. It's real silly, but it's like the reason why we're in the situation we're in as like a country is because we're a country run by a bunch of people who thought that Beanie Babies were a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew going into this business, like I'd said before, I worked at, at Hastings, which Hastings bought. We would buy movies and uh -huh. music and, and books. But we would constantly have people come in and try to sell stuff that we didn't buy. Mm -hmm. And Beanie Babies were like the number one. Like the num the amount of times I would have some lady with a garbage bag full of Beanie Babies that smelled exactly like cat piss, upset that A, I wouldn't buy them, and B, I wouldn't give her the thousand dollars she thought they were worth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to deal with that. That was a rabbit hole that I just didn't want to go down. A friend of mine just moved home and going through all of his old stuff in, in his in his uh, parents' old house and got the bag of Beanie Babies out and did exactly what you were talking about, making like, <laughs> oh, it's got the misprint on the tag and it's a, it's it's got three claws but only one toenail and like all the stuff and it's listed for fifteen hundred dollars on eBay. Very rare. And there are there are eighty three people watching it and nobody's bid on it. <laughs> and then it's just eBay's just a list of a bunch of Beanie Babies that people want a thousand dollars for that has 80 some odd people watching and nobody's bought any of them. At this point, you're lucky not to take a loss on your original investment, which is like five dollars or whatever, however much they were. I think everybody's taking a loss on their initial yeah. investment, too. I think, that, like, I think it's just going down. Oh my god, it was uh. I was like, Tina's gifts. We were talking about this. We drove by, and it was used to, so on your guys' way to Giant City. Mm -hmm. um, as you're driving out Giant City Road, there's what used to be a used to be an old gas station before a mobile home park. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Is that what we're talking out about. on your guys. Yeah. Okay, so on the left hand side, across from that, uh, not a gas station anymore. Uh, there was like a set of little shops, and like in there was like a little gift shop. And I just remember going to grade school and like coming back from grade school and every like couple weeks we'd stop in and get a beanie baby from tina's gifts because that was the thing and tina was the pusher man she was running the racket she was running the racket shame 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 yeah uh that's good now uh. you got kids struggling to find like a beanie baby on the street just so they can <laughs> feed their fix they got a whole generation lost to beanie baby addiction <laughs> trying to shove little 
plastic pallets into their skin. Like, <laughs> that's, that's bad. That's bad. Um, is there uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Like before we dive out of the podcast, like we're we're an hour and three minutes in, man. We've made it. I've struggled Woo! this entire time because all I want to do is be friends with you guys instead of interview you. But uh, we, finally made, we finally made a friend. Am I your first friend in Carbondale? Well, you know, pandemic. <laughs> we didn't. No, have, no, I don't mean that like questioningly. Sorry to cut you off, Megan. We did. We just didn't have time to make any friends. Really, uh, I've connected with some people through the local plant group that started through the WTF group. Uh huh. Uh, but yeah, you're, you might be our first friend. In right before the pandemic, we got recognized oh, yeah. by a bartender as a regular at PK's. We were, so yeah, we, we were, were like, we were, new regulars. we were going to be new regulars at PK's. It was our plan. We love a good dive bar. So. Yeah, we love, Kaiju's like a, a dive bar. Like we've been going to dive bars for years and we were like, all right, we found our bar, you know? And we, it was like the third time we'd been in there and the bartender's like, oh, you guys have been in. And then the next day it was like, bars will shut down completely for the next three months. And we're like, all oh, this progress. But yes, I think you're our first friend in Carbondale. That's exciting. <laughs> That's exciting. We'll, we'll make you plenty more friends. You Ooh. guys belong here. You fit here. People don't know they're excited to have you here yet, but they're going to be excited to have you here. Yay! We're excited. We do do repair services. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah. Okay, so that's that's that that's I was going to ask that because I was like discs and stuff like people go. Oh, it's just like I have a background in IT and electrical repair. Like it's it's something that I've literally done my whole life. My grandfather was like a, a repair tinkerer who would like people would bring him their VCR and he'd figure out what was wrong with it and send mm-hmm. it back out. And it's just something that comes naturally. And it it kind of fits into the whole like keeping stuff out of the, the trash, you know, ethos that we kind of live by. So we offer like, you know, we'll repair stuff if I know how to repair it. Stuff like video game systems, computers, uh, we, you know guarantee the work but there's also we'll give a shot to anything even if i've never seen it before i'll give a shot at it i can't promise i'll fix it uh but like stuff like computers and stuff i i think you could throw me anything and i could figure out what was wrong with it so we also have a host of other services like (laughs) pie in the face (laughs) prank phone calls pie in the face is five dollars but if you want us to take the pie if you want us to put a pie in your friend's face, or if you want to put a pie in one of our faces, it's $20. Ten. Ten? It's oh, okay. ten. Okay. I haven't, ten. I haven't looked over the price list. Yeah, yeah. Prank um, phone calls. Oh, yeah. We'll do prank phone calls. We do uh, full-service revenge planning, uh, but that, we that, do you make you sign ahead, a disclaimer. Uh, and we have to we do that by package. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all customized. We have to know what kind of revenge you're looking for and what you're wanting. Midnight serenades. Oh, yeah. We do midnight serenades, yeah. and uh, we do uh, singing telegrams Singing as well, telegrams, yeah. Yeah. And we're also trying to set up, like, a little... Um, uh, recording booths, yeah. so like local bands can come and like record a song, yeah, or if you just want to like it. fuck around, you know. Yeah. So, so we're trying to expand upon these services, but yeah, this is what we have at open. So, I think that's it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I wasn't ready for full service revenge <laughs> planning. Full service revenge planning caught me. That's good. Well, you know, that's I mean, good. We can't compete with Amazon. Like <laughs> they, you can literally get anything in the world you want. So what we have to offer is we're local, we're cheaper, and we provide services. 
uh, and you know, we got a lot of free time. We're willing to do anything for a buck, so we put uh, what we were good at on the board, and we're going to let it fly, and Carbondale can decide what they want to use. Yeah. So. You do have to sign a disclaimer for the revenge planning <laughs> that we are not responsible for anything that happens. Unless it's good revenge. Yeah. I mean, we'll take credit for the good revenge, but like, you know, we'll plan the revenge and we'll we'll facilitate implementing it within the letter of the law. But if any legal repercussions, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to try and do this outro again. You guys okay with that? Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> That's been episode number 13. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Great duo to interview. Megan, Randall Majors. Electric Larry's. Check them out on the strip downtown right now, next to where New Kahala used to be. And if you don't know where New Kahala used to be, then maybe you should have been around here a little bit longer. Uh, this has been WTF Carbondale, the podcast where we interview interesting people about their interesting lives. Tie it all together to this little old place we call home. Uh, and I guess as I'm trying to say at the end of all of these, have a good one, whatever that one may be. <laughs>